Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the Hot Block Commander. How you wanna end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, let's go. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jimmy the Blueprint, and I'm here with my brother, B. Austin. We're going to catch you up on the happenings in the sports world from this past week. So, you know, get ready and get into the conversation. All you have to do is this. Go right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room. I'm getting ready to open that in a second. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on our social media sites. Go to facebook.com slash the war room or Twitter at war room sports. You can also call us directly in about five minutes. We're going to open up the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you check out archived episodes of our show on our own network. That's at warroomsports.com and the Warroom Sports mobile app, which is, you know, you can find on both Apple and Android, doesn't matter. We're also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio. Anyway, listen, anywhere you get podcasts, Radio. you can check out the Warroom Sports Podcast Network. You know what I'm saying? What up, B? Did these heat waves from the past week hit y'all in Georgia? Or, you know, that's just what it is in Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Y'all used to that, that fire. Yo, that's, yo that's, just, that's just what it is, man. That's just what it is, man. Shout out to Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Gayweather, man. I don't know why, but just shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why you shouting them out. Like, why are we shouting them out? No rhyme, no reason. Okay. Well, Anyway, listen, um, <laughs> yo, um, before we get started, man, I just want to say uh, to the people out there, um, one of our shows, the Broad Street Line, is part of the Warren Sports Podcast Network. Salute to those gentlemen. Um, they're going to have a live podcast this Sunday at Philly Podcast. It's on South Street around, uh, you know, 67th and South, somewhere around there. But um, make sure if you're in the Philly area, you go check them out. I'm actually going to be um, a special guest on their show. So we're going to be live and direct right there on South Street this Sunday. We're going to have a bunch of fun, probably give out some books, talk my ish. You know what I'm saying? Ladies come through. Live um, and direct. Anyway, yeah, you already know. You know what I'm saying? Salute to that brother right there, man. Um, But listen, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this evening, B. Austin. It's just, it's just me and you. Dev is out, um, you know, saving the world, doing community service for the organization. So with me and you, we got a Jaden Styles this, man. Um, there's issues with the chat room, but I'm trying to get it open right now. You know what I'm saying? So bear with me, people trying to get into the chat room. There's some technical issues, but we'll get that resolved. But in the meantime, man, we have to talk about some hot topics. And those hot topics are brought to you by MyBookie. Listen, people, let's talk about how much cash you can make sports betting at MyBookie. 
Sports are a 365-day thing. So if you still haven't yet, check out my bookie. I don't know what you're waiting for, but go check it out. Lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. Join the war room and thousands of other online players. Placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of getting a runaround from other services when it's time for a payout, don't do that. Go to mybookie. Listen, we urge you to join mybookie. You win, they pay fast and without any hassles. You're wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game has started. I know that sounds crazy, but these are super facts. Listen, join now in my booking and match your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM. That's W-A-R-R-O-O-M. And if you use that promo code, you can activate this offer, you know, to get the, uh, the matching. Matching deposit it. So visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's the bottom line because Jimmy said so. Be awesome. You want to give these guys a shout-out. Let's start the show with that. But let's talk about Pac-Man. Um, he laid the hands of God on Keith Thurman. Um, after Thurman, you know, talked all kinds of trash, um, beat the brakes off of him. You know what I'm saying? He looked like roided up Manny because um, the Manny we saw, you know, last several fights, he looked like this. He looked like he was back to being roided up Manny, but – um, he uh he laid he, he laid he, he put them hands on that young man. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, and if you didn't see it, did you see the highlights of it or the aftermath of it? Or what are your thoughts on Pac-Man looking like? Um, he's about ten years younger. Pac-Man turned forty into the new twenty-five. He shaved fifteen off on that rumble. Um, I'm gonna go in another direction that our our listening base is probably not used to. I'm going to shock the ish out of you. Yo, is the man that I hate in boxing the most, possibly who I hate in life the most, no, nah, not more than McNabb, is, is, is Floyd really that good? You know where I'm going with it. Is Floyd really that good? Be, because of the way he handled Manny? Yes. Yes. I mean, here's the thing, right? We all know that, you know. I know matchup. Uh, I know matchup makes fights, but yo, Manny yeah, looked no, like no, a completely no, different no, human being. We're all fans of the, the 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 great art of pugilism. Um, but I mean, no one has ever denied Floyd's ability. It's all the other stuff that pissed people off about Floyd. No one has ever really denied his ability or his hard work, for that matter. Like. We've seen that he's one of the hardest no, working athletes no, there is. No, it's all the extra career. Because here's the thing. If Floyd didn't act the way Floyd does, like out of the ring, and he, you know, and he carried himself different, I think that you would have a different respect for him. It's the other stuff that makes you kind of like, you know, <laughs> not discredit, but look different upon his skill set. But at the end of the day, when it comes to defensive fighters, there's not too many that can hold the candle to the gentleman. And, and, and Pac-Man, he's too fast for him. Couldn't hit him. And he wasn't the only some, one. Some of, that, guys some of that, that is definitely true. But let me call this in, in, into into focus. One of the things that really okay. bothers me about Floyd is the ducking, uh-huh. is going out of his way to set up fights where there is no challenge or minimizing the challenge. Yo, for me, that is anti-competitive greatness. I haven't used that slogan, my slogan and my catchphrase in a while, but I'm all about competitive greatness. You're supposed to pick the Understood. biggest, the toughest, the best, and whoop his ass. My man Floyd now, will fight you for $400 million. Here's the thing, though. 
you can say that, but there's always a different perspective when you look in. You, I mean, because there's certain guys on his resume that are considered some of the all-time greats, and some will say, well, look when he fought. He fought him either they're too young or too old. You can't help fight Man, Manny is one of them. how someone will turn out. Huh? Manny is one of those all-time greats in, in context has to be put to it because if you just look at his name, you'll be like, oh, boy, well, Manny, well, Manny was 104, and now he's 107, yeah, and he looks younger than ever. But. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. How are we to say that he should have fought him earlier when he got half a billion dollars to fight him? That, to me, that's feeling like he timed it perfect. You know what I mean? Like, you, And you can say, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's also a businessman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. You said half a billion dollars, and I laughed like you were exaggerating. Then I stopped and thought, no, that's not an exaggerated number. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, so it's easy to say, yo, he should afford him then. I mean, you know, I tell that to his accountant. Because um, he waited to the point where the money got to where it got to. But at the end of the day, there's other guys he fought um, that he put paws on. I mean, but even 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 still, the thing about him is is his defensive prowess. So he's a he's a hard target. Like it's not like he's out there knocking people out. You know what I'm saying? He's a defensive fighter, counter puncher. But you know he's a, he's a specialist. He's a pugilist specialist, as uh, Lennox Lewis would say. He is a pugilist specialist. Um, but I, it's funny because now these guys are so tied in terms of their names that like. Pac-Man had his day in the sun looking like, you know, he went back to the old Pac-Man, beat up Thurman. He's in the spotlight, and all, anybody is talking about is Floyd, including us, um, which shows you just how dominant he was in his sport, considering he's not the one who fought. But most of our conversation is about him. So I guess my question to you is, would you be interested in another fight between Pac-Man and, uh, and, and the good brother Floyd? I don't know. I, I, yo, I want to say no so bad. Like every fiber in me wants to say no, but probably I, I probably will watch. Because I want to say no, but I'm I'm still going to watch. Exactly. I'm gonna say no, but no, I won't. And that's how you know. That, I won't. You know, I won't because I'm rooting for Pac-Man. I want Pac-Man to win. Yeah, we on the same page. We on the same page, King. Like I, I, I really feel like I don't, I don't want to see this fight, but I like I'll watch it. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, listen, man, let's get to this thing of ours, the NBA, just for a quick second. Because um, now the joy of my world. Um, Zion um, mm-hmm. just signed the most lucrative rookie shoe deal ever with, with the Jordan brand. And I don't know, like, all right, so we know that what the Jordans mean to the culture. We know what Jordans are. But in terms of Jordan athletes, and I know they were talking about this in our group chat. I didn't see the whole conversation. I'm like, who has really popped with Brand Jordan? Now, you know, maybe that's why they're doing this. But who has Brand Jordan really popped with? And what can they do for Zion? Can Zion sell shoots? Hmm. That's a great question. Historically speaking, big men haven't really sold sneaks. Now, some would say LeBron's a big guy, but it's different. Like, LeBron's a wing player. And and I guess no, I guess but, but, to be considered a wing player, too, but the game is different. Out on the wing. 
Everybody's a wing huh? player. Everybody's a wing player. Good point. Good point. So my question is, what do you think? Though? What do you think about? Do you think it's a good move? Yo, on sell shoes, Jimmy. Yo, he's our size, and he can jump up onto the rim like he can put his feet on the rim. This he got to sell shoes. This is true. Yo, how do you now? How do you four hundred and seventy pounds with a forty-seven inch vertical? Like, what what kind of sense did that make? Why God do that? This is true. Now, um. Here's my question, though, right? My question to you is, from the Zion standpoint, would you have taken the deal with Brand Jordan, or would you have went somewhere else? Me personally, mm-hmm. even though I'll never get caught dead in these shoes for free, I don't want the Under Armour. Okay, but that's just me. Because, you know, logic that's just how I, how I see though. things. And how. Huh? What's your logic in saying that? Like, why? Which, why? why? Why Under Armour? If, it's, if only, it's, only, it's only right two. Now, it's only, you're highly touted. It would only be two of us over there. Okay. All right. I, I would have my own land. I would make them give me stock. I would make them give me, I would make them have carry me around on a chariot. When I stepped off the chariot, I would have rose petals thrown at my feet. I would have bathers. Like, you go to Under Armour and get whatever you want. Jordan, I like to play for Jordan strategically because they always have B-level stars. Melo is probably Yo, the closest to an A-level star. I'm glad you said that. I was going to bring that up, and I was I was going to ask you: Do you think that Mike does that strategically? Like Mike don't want nobody to um, <laughs> even be in the same hemisphere as him. Is that his ego still? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two. I'm gonna go with two reasons, and because I know Mike as well as I do, and he's the greatest of all time, I would say absolutely yes. But I also think that the guys that are in that stratosphere, they don't want to be a Jordan Brand app. Guys go to Jordan when they know. Listen, I know I'm never in the conversation for the best of all time or best, yeah. even best in the league. I'm just an all-star or a, a maybe once-in-a-while all-star. Yo, give me some of them shoes. That's what they do. I'm hold you. That's the top guy is not going to be. Why... That's Jordan why still, Jordan's still on the same plane with guys that play today. That's why, to me, if I'm the, if it's me, I'm going with Adidas, right? And, you know, full full disclosure, I'm an Adidas shareholder. It has nothing to do with my opinion. But here's why I say that. I say that because, like, Mike is synonymous with Nike. Now, there's a lot of athletes. Some will say Tiger Woods. and There's a bunch of athletes you can say that are synonymous with Nike. But when I – as someone who, um, you know, is a part of this thing of ours, I think about Mike, right? And then I think about, like, it's shocking to – like, that's why I thought Kobe went the other way although his Adidas were absolutely dreadful to look at. Um, but LeBron going to Nike. So I was like, I would try to take another brand, which, you know, and try to elevate that and be the face of that. Back. When you think Adidas basketball, who do you think of? Huh? That's why I said, that's why I said Under Armour. And just to, back, just to buttress your yeah. point about Kobe's first Adidas shoe, Yo, that was Kobe's biggest mistake in life. 
Bars. I don't know. I think Colorado might be up there. Colorado might be up there, but, no, you know. No, bars. That was my point. <laughs> Yo, peep this, though. So, for Adidas to be as big a company as it is globally, who is the face of Adidas basketball? Someone now will say James Harden. First person I think of probably is T-Mac. Um, but for them to be as big a, as big a brand as they are, they really don't have that Michael Jordan, per se. Um. They don't need them. You know, they got uh, Messi. I get that. I said Adidas basketball. I know there's other sports, and they, they, they you know, they get busy in other sports. Um, but I'm just saying in general, like, I, I would, you know what I mean? Like, Under Armour has their staff, and he's going, you know, he's going to be the face of that. But I would go to Adidas. Like, I really would. I mean, AI, I guess AI maybe. Yeah, Bubba Chuck. Bubba yeah. Chuck was Reebok, though. My bad. He Bubba was Reebok. Was Reebok. Was now owned by Adidas. Yeah, him and Shaq was Reebok. But Reebok is now owned by Adidas, but he definitely was Reebok. But he's the face of Reebok, Um, you know, the Reebok joint. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's, that's, my, that's personally what I would do. You know what I mean? But it is what it is, man. Um, Another thing I want to ask you about is this, right? So the whole thing with Kawhi, Kawhi went to the Clippers. Everybody knows the story, PG-13, yada, 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 boo, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. But um, there were people that were criticizing uh, Magic, saying Magic is to blame for Kawhi not coming to the Lakers. What do you think about that? Um, I I think it's excessive to the, – the, the criticism I'm seeing is a little excessive, but I do believe some of what Magic – said contributed it may have contributed yeah um, yo magic here's how I feel about this I don't think it had anything at all to do with it I think his plan was to go to the Clippers all along like people forget that that's yeah. the whole the whole talk all season was about him going to the Clippers then just because when the time came and people said that L.A. was a front runner. When, but now it turns out nobody knew what they were talking about. Um, you know, people try to say that, hey, well, he ruined it. His plan was to go to the Clippers since last year. We left San Antonio. Everybody had him pegged to go to the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden, eh, I don't know. Like, my thing is, if he was going to the Lakers, he was going to the Lakers. But I, I think that his whole plan all along was to get someone to play with him and to go to the Clippers. Uh, so I, I, lean, I lean towards – I lean towards that. I lean towards that more than I do the magic theory. My only issue, I think, man, I think magic messed up. Like, if if we look at what magic said and did in the vacuum, it was stupid. Like, I don't think it weighed into. If if Kawhi were were looking at the Lakers seriously, I think magic would have effed yeah. it up. But you're you're probably right. I think Kawhi is very calculated. I think that Kawhi didn't want to be a LeBron underling. I mm-hmm. think he never had, had the signs on that. So I think you're probably right. Yeah, so I, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think it really had anything to do with it per se. It's just easy to do that. Like We live in a times where somebody has to be blamed. Sometimes things just can't be what they are. Like somebody has to get blamed in uh in you know the Twitter the Twitterverse. 
You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it has to be. So somebody has to take the blame for this instead of things just being what they are. You know what I mean? Um, but it is what it is, man. Yo, uh, we got some comments here. Uh, comment for you, B. Austin. Um, and shout out to Casey Mack. I'm reading your comment, good brother. It says, if you were Manny and you had no rules to follow going into that fight, wouldn't you roid up? I'm going to see asking both of that question because I did say look roid up. Um, Casey Mack, I'm on I'm on the record as saying let people do what they want to do. They want to sacrifice their body to entertain. That's on them. You know I don't care about Roy um, over here. <laughs> and also, T- Tobias has a point he wants to make, which is that if not for Derrick Rose getting injured, he was poised to be the face of Adidas. So, you know, that's a good point because they definitely did have a major campaign behind them. Great point. That is absolutely factual. You're right. It was supposed to be Derrick, I can't talk, Millie, Millie mumble mouth Rose because that is definitely who they bet on. They still paying me. They still paying me now. That's a great point. Yeah. Yo, they picked a superstar yeah. to represent them that talks like this. Mm-hmm. That's how Derrick Rose talks. No, Derek Rose made it, man. Listen, um, I don't know if you're into the whole World Cup uh, Team USA, um, you know, hoops joint, but nobody wants to play, man. Like, what, what happened? What happened no, to the national hoops, man? Fight. Nobody no. wants to play. Kevin Love pulled his name. Yo, Cats now, like, yo, I want to focus on my season. Yo, you know it's bad when Tobias Harris turns you down. Because who is Tobias Harris to turn anything down? Yo, Tobias he Harris was like, no, I'm good. I know. He was like, no, nah, I'm cool. I got that bread. Yo, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Curry, Kawhi, Westbrook, Clay, Draymond, DeMarcus, Blake Griffin, Paul George, Kyrie Irving, they all declined. Yo, even Zion, he ain't played a real game yet, so he cool too. He said, I'm good. Yo, they gonna go, yo, they gonna go over there with big three players. And they don't get cooked. I mean, but here's the problem. The problem is the tournament is too close to the start of the season, right? So the World Cup final is like September 15th, and it's in Beijing. And, you know, NBA training camp starts, like, soon after that. So, like, you know. And the only thing I think of when I think of that World Cup, I think of Paul George's injury. So a lot of cats are like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm cool. And to be honest, let's see uh, in my Tobias – in my and in my Tobias voice. Let's be honest here. What does it really mean? What's the World Cup really mean anyway? Like the U.S. doesn't even have to qualify. Like they don't have to win this to qualify for the Olympics. So what's the point? Oh yeah, yeah, they cool. They like we cool. Let somebody else All have you a run. Do is like, I think I think the rule is you got to be like one of the top ten finishers in the tournament out of like there's only seventeen. So like they're gonna lose. They could they could send like. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Let me let me slow down real quick because the whole world is getting better at hoops. They might get big dumbass cooked over there. Let me be quiet. You know Yo, I mean? they need the to even, 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 even if they even if they didn't make it, even <laughs> Spencer what? Spencer Dinwiddie, Ingram, uh, Ennis Cantor, give him American citizenship, and. No, Yo, they might, yeah, they might, they might whoop him. He go over there. 
Yeah, when he cooking, you know, I call him Spencer Dumbledore. But anyway, um, another thing is this, though. Even if they didn't qualify under these rules, there's another way for them to get in, um, which is to uh, – it's a FIBA tournament, right, that happens later on. So you get – it's four Olympic spots that come from that tournament, so they can go back later on, tool up, and just get in. You know what I'm saying? So – I mean, but I just found it interesting that cats now are just like, like even even the 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 DNC this cats is like they because first off everybody's making so much money now. It's out of you control. Cats is wealthy. Cats is wealthy in the NBA, man. Anybody got time for that? Niggas get a contract every day, B. Anybody got time for that? I got a quote for you. Quote of the week, right? So we got to give our quote of the week, and our quote of the week is this: I felt disrespected. Like, after everything I've done for them, this is me being honest, this team has not been good for the last six years. I felt like I was the main reason at keeping that brand alive. They were still getting primetime games still as a 5-11 and 11 team. Why? Because people want to see the show. You want to see me play. That's Odell Beckham talking about the New York football giants and then trading them. What's your thoughts on that, beloved? Yo, your man Odell Beckham's ego, his ego is is officially and unofficially out of control. Like, <laughs> I've never seen nothing like dude. I mean, I've never really seen those are the kind of guys you like. You you not you not messing with the ball like usually those are the kind of guys you like. I like guys. I like guys that deliver. Listen. I, I think he's a he's a monstrous talent. He's a monstrous talent. Um, I think he is probably top three, top four receiver. But I can tell my opinion that he doesn't necessarily love the game and he loves what the game mm-hmm. can do for him. He loves what it does okay. for him, and and he may not even it may not be a conscious decision in this day and age because so much are thr- so much is thrown at these guys. Like twenty years ago, you could you could di- differentiate between the guys that were here for the passion and the guys that were there to get a check. In this day and age, there's so much thrown. Like, how do you not love if you're Tobias Harris as an example, getting 180 million? And then football is is far behind in terms of of salaries, but they still getting quite a bit of guap there. And a guy like Odell gets so much money and has been handed so much since LSU. I don't. I I think he finds it hard to differentiate between having that ego based inside the lines and and playing. <laughs> and 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 who he is off the field and outside the field. So I just question. I ultimately, Jimmy, I question his love and passion for the game. I think he just loves. He thing. lives for the attention. I mean, he he's clearly one of the best to to do it uh, in his current state. Um, but the funny thing is, I listen, man. I feel like there's a lot more athletes, like a lot more like that. Like we like to pretend at times with all these cats that everybody cares, everybody cares about competing and it's the love of the game. And 
And these dudes like the fact of almost, I, I would say a majority of them like the fact of what it can do for them. Then you have some that just want to be great at whatever it is they do. But I think it's like that. I think that's a microcosm of life itself, right? You go to any, um, for the cats out there that work in an office, you go to any office, I don't care what you do, you can sell paper cups or you can, you can sell, you can sell Myron. Um, doesn't matter what you do. You have some people that are into whatever their job is and want to be the best at it. And you have, and you have some that, you know, they, they there for the check. So, it's funny when we talk about athletes, we have this expectation. When some of y'all work at like offices right now where half of y'all don't care, I guarantee you most people listening to our show right now don't really care about what happens at work for real, for real, but they like that check. You did? So I think it's no different. So let me, so let me, ask, you, let me ask you this. I, I think I know the answer, but I'll ask. I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but not necessarily the prep. Well, let me ask it this way. That attitude, can you have that attitude and still be an all-time great? If you have that attitude and be an all-time great, that means that you were just naturally born gifted, right? Because we all know that hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard, and that, that translates into sports as well as your regular everyday life. Let's just say you're selling cars, right, and some people are naturally gifted as salespeople, but some people just work their tail off. That sounded real old, work their tail off. Some people <laughs> some people just go extremely hard. Um, they can become they can they can become great, you know, put their ten thousand hours in. They can ten X their life. Yep, I just referenced two books right there for those that caught on that. But anyway, um I can't read anyway, but um fact of the matter is, yeah, you can. But that but that means that you are just naturally some people are naturally born like, you know, with gifts. But they don't even maximize it, right? So you could be someone that's naturally born with gifts, still be an all-time great, but that that means that you probably need to maximize your talent. I've heard you say that about one Shaquille Rashawn O'Neal. We none of us can deny that Shaq's an all-time great, but some of us will say that Shaq didn't maximize his talent. I mean, Shaq will say that. Shaq will tell you that he didn't work hard Shaq will tell you all that. the time. But Shaq was one of the top three dudes in terms of having a great life, though. I don't I don't like to I don't like to use there's two guys I'm not going to use in this conversation. I'm not going to use MJ and I'm not going to use Kobe because MJ is literally he has a mental sickness with his level of com- competitiveness and Kobe I think Kobe is autistic when it comes to winning and greatness <laughs> and yo bull okay. yo he wants to be great so bad the level of work that these guys put in is inhuman and sick. So they're bad examples. But let's take a guy like a Steven Jackson or a guy like 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 Isaiah Thomas or Joe Dumars here. Yo, these are guys that put in copious amounts of work to be great. Yeah. I don't think it was just about the benefits of being a ball player or the benefits of being paid or the benefits of fame. Like, I think these dudes were really here to compete. AI, yo, come on, man. Yo, AI, AI would have played basketball for, for chips, a nickel bag, chocolate right? Because he's a, he's, he's a, all right, let, let's get into that. Let, all right, let, let's, let's break that down a little bit further, right? So, I agree with you. He's a hooper. Sometimes people are just hoopers, right? 
they may not be competitive in anything else in life, but Hooper's no Hoopers, right? But at the same time, some would say that yes. he didn't maximize his talent. He didn't take care of his body the right way. He didn't go to practice. But what we're so some would say that isn't, isn't maximizing some, talent, though. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. He didn't. He didn't. But so, the, so passion, the, the passion for the game, the passion for the game was definitely there, and he never cheated the game in between the lines. I feel like Odell's mental isn't always there in between the lines. I, I don't know about that. I watch him play, and I can't see that he's cheating the game in between the lines. I, just see, I see all the he other dro- He drops a lot of passes. When his game, when he his game days, I mean, yeah, but he dropped a lot of passes at LSU. I think that's part of who he is. I think he dropped – I mean, you know, T.O. can't catch, but he is what he is. I think he I think <laughs> my point is my point is I don't think that he's cheating the game in the way that the way that you're saying. But my thing is, is it just about what you do in between the lines? You know what I'm saying? Like so if you if you're really dedicating your life to the game and, and you really care at that level, you do all the other stuff. I remember, right? I remember as a kid because I, I was so into this thing of ours that I used to buy the magazines, I used to hang the posters on the wall. I used to buy VHS tapes. I know some people listen. Some of our younger fans are like, "What the hell is a VHS tape?" When they came out with like, you know, um, NBA, NBA, uh, I forgot the name of those. Oh, superstar, NBA superstar tapes and all that kind of stuff. And I remember um, Ahmad Rashad had his little TV show, and they did an expose on Michael Jordan back then. This is before he was like, you know, the Michael Jordan that we know today. And they were talking about uh, what's this guy's name, Tim Grover, his trainer. Yeah. And I remember like Mike. Like paying and getting research done and starting to lift weights, and Cat thought he was crazy because before Mike, people thought that yo ball players don't lift weights. It, it messes your game up. Like, but the fact of the matter is, Mike was putting in a, a copious amounts of work off the court, right? And this may sound crazy to some, but I don't think that Michael Jordan was the most naturally talented player, but he is who he is because of all that other stuff. And my point in saying that is when you talk about someone going 100%, it's more than just what they do on the court or in between the lines. It's a lot more than that. Now, it is, it is, bring it back it to is but in that, I'm also weighing in your, your love of the game and your desire to compete. And because and, you're right, you're, you're right. And, and AI is a perfect example. My man, the last, during exit interviews, my man had his bag already packed and had his bag ready to open and put in the Dutch master. And my man smoked the entire summer away and didn't do anything. And I'm, we all know how we know this, but I feel <laughs> like from a competitive standpoint, dude wanted to a win B be the best. Even, even without necessarily putting in the summertime work. Right. I feel like yeah, but if you if you if you really want those things, then you gotta do what it takes to be that. You can't just say it. Odell, say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Odell put the work in. The court. Odell puts the work in. Off the field, he puts the work in. Like his workout, his workout ethic is legendary. Like dude, really, really, he he not a drinker, he not a smoker. Like yo, he puts the work in. But between the lines, him. And Antonio Brown are similar to me. They don't care about winning or the team 
as much as they care about their individual stardom and what that individual stardom can bring to them. I, I agree to a certain extent, but I don't think it comes off in their play. It comes off in their tantrums because they don't get their numbers. But I don't think that any of them have short changes in terms of their effort. Or I don't think they lack effort when they're on the field, right? And I also think those are two of the hardest working dudes because, I, I mean, and the reason I know that because Antonio Brown records all his workouts for Christ's sake. Like, the boys are a social media site. But my point is he um he works hard. Like you said, Odell works hard. But my thing is, if you really, if you really, really have that drive to be the best, to be competitive, you do all the other stuff, man. In the words of a, uh, of, of the of the great E40, man, practice makes paper, man. Like, you gotta put that practice in. You can't just like, be, you know what I mean? Like, that's the difference between being a Michael Jordan and say an AI. AI is the greatest ever, and I will never say the AI. So I'm just gonna stop what I'm getting ready to say, but. Jordan is Jordan for a reason. Let's just put it that uh-huh. way. Don't do it. Who do you think has more? Now, it's answer this question for me. Who do you think has more natural talent, Allen Iverson or Michael Jordan? We would have to go to Ann Iverson for the answer to that question. <laughs> like just um, natural talent. Natural talent. That's a tough one, man. Probably AI. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. But that's the difference. I I would I would argue I would argue with you in terms of in terms of Jordan's athleticism though. I know the whole weight room thing and you're you're definitely right. He 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 took that him and Tim Grover took that to another level. But coming in prior to Jordan uh hitting the weights, my man set the record for the highest vertical jump and that record still stands at forty eight. You 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 don't you not a you not a freakish athlete. If you like if you do that, you definitely a freakish athlete. Like I don't know what I was about to say. Is mm-hmm. my CTE kicking it? Um, yeah, pretty. His much. leaping real quick though. To, uh, I ain't to, uh, I ain't punching. And, and now, shout out to Scobby and now who's in our chat room. And uh, Scobby wanted to point out uh say that um, AB is supremely talented when he gets his stats the Steelers win. Now the Raiders will. The fact of the matter is, Skyview, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate you with that because, you know, you're a Raiders fan, so obviously you're gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not it's not, it's not even that I disagree with you. It's just the fact that you're gonna say that because he's a Raider. So we're not even gonna go back and forth with that, man. We got some calls on the line we gotta get to, but before we do, I wanna talk about this stat of the week. And this Saturday week actually comes from a brother, Phil Maddox, who pointed this out the other day. And when he pointed it out, I didn't even believe it and looked it up. And I was like, wow. Um, a lot of times baseball players, football players, basketball players, they retire or go away. We don't – we forget about them. We don't recognize their greatness. And there's some guys that this guy I'm getting ready to talk about. Some will say he gets his just due. I don't think he really does in terms of how great he was. But that's one Mariano Rivera. Um. I don't even know what we were talking about, but uh, Phil pointed out that more people have walked on the moon than have earned runs on Mariano Rivera in his entire playoff career. Yo, like I'm approved. Well, I'm approved well, to y'all that Mariano is great. I, of all the members of this illustrious and beautiful family called Warren Sports, I am by far the guy that knows the least 
about baseball. I don't watch it. I don't come. Only thing I know is Manny, uh, Bo Jackson, Barry Bonds, and Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. Outside of that, I really don't know nothing about nothing. But when you're into sports, game recognized game, greatness is recognized. I watched Mariano pitch, and I knew I was watching something special. I swear to God, I don't know. I don't know the first thing about baseball. I knew the energy in on in the field, the batter's body language towards it. Like when that man got on the mound, and he, he literally only threw like 10 or 12 pitches a game, but them Jones was unhittable for an inning and a half. Like I knew dude was special. Yeah, he's a special guy. He was a special guy. It's crazy, right, because – I mean, at this point, my life, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, let's let's be very transparent. I don't care about baseball. Like, I, I have a favorite team I want them to win, but I really don't care about baseball. Like, baseball is completely boring to me. There's too many other great things on TV for me to care about baseball. But at the end of the day, that stat is nothing, is nothing such, man. Listen, there have been 12 people that have walked to the moon. My man has given up 11 earned runs, and that's in 96 appearances in the playoffs over a 19-year period. Yo, that's insane. That is absolutely insane. So, salute to that, brother. Uh, That's an amazing stat. Um, The call is waiting to get on. We're going to let you on in a second. But before we do, I have to let everybody know, um, check out our website at www.warroomsports.com. I hate saying www. That sounds so trash and whack. So, warmsports.com. Check out our website. While you're there, take your time and look around. Click on the Contact Us tab to send us a message about our company, our show, or to inquire about sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Or join our network. Maybe you have a show, a podcast you want to put out. Let us know. Hit us up. You know what I'm saying? Podcast deals are available. For general inquiries, email us, info at warmsports.com while you're browsing the site. Click on the memorabilia tab to buy World of Sports merchandise. Click the blog tab to read our latest articles in the All Fair Sports and War blog. Then click the respective icons and tabs to follow us on all social media platforms. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast or to watch our webcast. You can do that at War Room Sports TV. Um, here's the thing, right? One thing I want people to remember from what I'm saying here is there is a hub, which is WarRoomSports.com. You can pretty much find everything that we do there, everything. Women's Sports TV is like, you know, our platform for our, you know, video content. But, again, our podcast is found on iTunes and any other place that you find podcasts on. You can also download our free Women's Sports mobile app that has Android and iOS. You can get everything right there as well if you don't get it right at our hub of womensports.com, which is also mobile-friendly, by the way. You can join us now in the JW Fully Realty chat room. You can do that by going to blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. To enter the chat room, just sign up for a free profile on Blog Talk Radio. If you don't want to create an account, you can sign through your Facebook or Twitter account. And while you're at it, click follow to get updates and reminders about the show. We'll be taking questions and reading posts from Facebook, Twitter, the chat room, everywhere. <laughs> the Game Time group on the Group Me app doing the show. To call in and speak with us, dial the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted if you're already listening from your phone. Just press 1 if you want to talk. Listen, shout out to everybody in the chat room. Shout out to Niall and Scotty for always holding it down. Um, Niall says that it's, it's, it's much better when you actually go to a game. I can't watch it on TV. Listen, I agree 
17,000% with you. Baseball, to me, is actually the absolute best sport alive. As much as I love hoops, and hoops is like my favorite sport, and probably <laughs> when it comes to my love of sports, it's the last one I'm holding on to is this basketball. Um, I still enjoy a baseball game live much better than a basketball game. You know, it's talked about in sports, the book. But baseball live is just an amazing thing. Football, as great as a game as football uh, football is, yo, football live is trash to me. I know some people would disagree with that because they fall into the whole thing of, uh, you know. Um, yeah, I think you trick them. The whole energy you get with, like, being with your fan base is different in football because it's, like, it's damn near a fight. But at the same time, like, football is trash to me. Like, when you watch – I've been to several football games. When you watch football on TV, you see so much more because there's so many moving mm-hmm. pieces with football, right? It's so many moving pieces That's that you true. miss a lot of the nuances of the game. Like I can't watch a, a DB's footwork and stuff when I'm trying to keep track of where the pigskin is. There's just so much you miss watching football live. And I think maybe that's why baseball is the best sport live, because you can kind of catch everything and slow down, which is probably also why it's trash on TV. <laughs> you know, for the same reason that it's amazing live, it's trash on TV. So there's that. But I agree with you now. I definitely agree with you. Oh, okay. So <laughs> football live is trash truck juice. Listen, Scobby, that's what I'm saying, man. So you agree with me, man. Anyway, man, we got some calls that have been holding on for a minute. We definitely got to get them on. I think this is Tobias right here. Roll damn tired. You know what? Roll tired. I'm, gl- I'm glad you done bloviating there, Jimmy. I was like, goodness, man. Uh, <laughs> you know. Shout out to Stephen A. Shout out to Stephen A. For uh, read out the dictionary, we learn new words. But uh, you know, first things first. Y'all talk about football. I'm actually going to take the trip to Seattle and watch the Bucks lose at Seattle this year. Never been. It's her, oh, you know, sorry, good experience, you know. Yeah, I know we're going to lose again. I know. But uh, but anyway, you know, y'all talk about the dude skipping out on the uh, World Cup. He was right close to the season, but it got me thinking about this low management. I know it's none of these cats low-managed the All-Star game, though. That's all I got to say about that one. I, I get to see someone low-managed that one Somebody I need to get some rest if you can catch my drift. Uh, but I don't think Kawhi anybody. He always won't go to the Clippers. And, and, and like, I know, like, the commissioner, Steve Kerr, Tom, the novel concept, you don't have to trade them. <laughs> if Paul George on the contract for three or four more years, guess what? You don't have to trade him. <laughs> you can tell him tough. <laughs> you under contract. And uh until you get a deal you like, it just it just so happened Oklahoma City got a deal they couldn't turn down. But if Oklahoma City was only gonna get, you know, Boban or whoever the hell played for the Clippers then still, <laughs> you know, they would have said no and Paul George had been up a creek about a powder and Kawhi would be like, Where do I go next? So I think people kind of overreacting to some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole load management thing, and I saw you ask the question, what's ruining the game more, like load management or, you know, or, or the other, all, the, all the other nonsense. Thank you. And I think, that's a, I think that's a valid question, though. I think it's a valid question. Um, but we got to blame Popovich, don't we? Yeah. And, and, you, know, you know, my thing about the whole load management thing, it's like, bruh, let's say the Lakers, for example, right? All right. One, I think, let's just play. You don't have to play the whole 35 minutes or whatever. Play 20. 
But the players don't want to do that because they don't want to mess up their stats. Let's just be honest about that. But these cats mm-hmm. are sitting out national TV prime time games. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> you know, if it's a home game against the Memphis Grizzlies, I can give you that. Uh, See, but if you're this healthy. Is where, this is where, but this is where it gets to be interesting to me, right, because the coaches, GM, their objective is to try to win, right, to try to win championships. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is Michael Jordan's fault. I got a whole theory behind that. I don't feel like breaking it all the way down. But after Michael Jordan, everything became about how many chips you got, how many vi- – so it kind of changed the argument. A lot of things didn't matter no more if you weren't winning championships. So now most coaches and GMs, they're, they're hired to be fired. They're in a hot seat. They have to do everything they can to win. So if you're playing chess and you feel like, hey, if I sit this guy this amount of time, he'll be more fresh for the playoffs, I understand that. But then the business comes in, if, if, if you have a product that you're selling, and I want to see LeBron when they come to town to play like Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? Like, but he's sitting out low management. That's the problem. So it's it's kind of like two things colliding mm-hmm. right now, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, see, here's though. the problem. Yeah, here's the problem also. Maybe just play less minutes, but the players got to be like, hey, you can play less minutes. Because, uh, like, in football, for example, it's a blowout. They take you out or whatever. You know, they reduce your snaps or whatever. In case injury, rest, and all that good stuff. I just think, like, let's just be honest here, guys. I got to say that again. Look at, look at Golden State, for example. Whitlock called that crowd gentrified because you can't afford the, the average fan can't afford playoff tickets anyway in most of these games. So, let, so you might want to have a good product that's saying that, hey, cause, you know, most fans can only afford one, one, one or two games a year. The way tickets cost nowadays, uh-huh. parking, concessions, things of that sort. And, uh, and I'm looking at as a single man. I'm not married or anything. You know, I got somebody, but I ain't paying for her. She's strong and independent. She can do for a damn self. But uh, anyway. Uh, oh, that, but, that's something yeah. new. We never even talk about it. Let me find out you got, you got something hiding, man. Let me find out you yeah, want to Yeah, I have something for a couple boat. years, you man. Some, you picked something. You got, you got something on Kyrie's boat? Nah, nah, hey, she, she dark skin, man. I, I, I gotta post a picture. I'll post a picture there for y'all later, uh, for proof. But uh, <laughs> she doesn't approve of Kyrie's vote, if you know what I mean. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, it is a. I just think maybe those players could sacrifice some game stat, their per average stats, to say, hey, we'll give you twenty minutes at least. Because you know a fan, could, a fan could live with. Hey, I paid for a ticket. I paid for Warriors tickets years ago in Phoenix, and Steph Curry was hurt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you can live with that as a fan. Hey, he got hurt. He ain't. He's out. Okay, you can live with that. But when you're perfectly healthy and you're just chilling, yeah. <laughs> problem. How do you think rest is in I, December? It's it funny. It seems so much worse since they actually introduced the actual phrase of load management. That just sounds crazy. It sounds absolutely Sound like you're trying to take a dump. Yeah, but before I go, can I touch on a football thing real quick? I've been watching it. I've been, you know, I've been paying attention to this stuff and everything. And it's like, y'all talking about Odell. He got famous off a catch in a game they got blown out in. <laughs> so he got famous <laughs> off not winning. <laughs> so he sees catch, that he's still a pretty young guy. Catch was fire though. You gotta give him credit for that catch. I said that catch was fire. Oh yeah. Here's the thing. Like, yeah. I mean these days. These days, what does it actually mean? Like, 
things go viral. Like so that that was like a, a social media moment when he made that catch. I remember it going all over the place on each social media site, and you know, it, I mean, the guy's a good player, but you know, sometimes when they put they, a they disrespect guys, it. How they disrespect you when they made you the highest paid receiver in the league at the time? How they disrespect they made you the highest paid receiver point. at the time? That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. But I guess he felt disrespected about him getting traded. I don't know. But, Bruh, you know, it, is what it, is. it could be worse. I don't, I don't you could have been traded to the Arizona Cardinals. I, <laughs> I, I don't question him like, giving his full effort on the field. Though. That's what I don't question. I, I can't question that. Uh, now, we've seen Deshaun Jackson. That's not giving full effort on the field. <laughs> that's, that's not full effort. But, uh, Great point. but, you know, and then, like, the team he's going to now, with all these crazy expectations, there's no way in hell they're going to meet these expectations. These, these pundits got Baker Mayfield top 10. They expected Jimmy G to lead the 49ers to the playoffs and the dude never played past a trade deadline. And it's like – uh, I don't know what quarterback you like. You be out here pooping on all these quarterbacks, man. You've been pooping on Baker Mayfield. Not saying that you're wrong, but you've been pooping on him on golly, and you've been giving Cam Newton the business. Like, I don't know what – Let me ask you a question about Cam. Name, but... You, you know who I – you know who I think is good, though? I always like Mahomes. That's why I thought Cliff Kingsbury should not get that Cardinal job because if you, the way this dude shot in the NFL, you couldn't do that in college. With that talent, maybe he shouldn't gotten that job. I always like Mahomes. I always liked Darren Rodgers. Okay. I've, you know, I always thought Drew Brees was, you know, probably kind of division right. Well, I was like, he's kept the check down. He's going to pick the best players in the league, though. But go ahead, though. No. I always liked him. Uh, you know, I like Deshaun Watson. I think he's a good player. The offensive line is trash, okay. but I think he's a good player. But uh, but my thing is is that the fact that people crown these young cats and not letting them get the ups and downs of an NFL like NFL careers. And then if Baker has a sophomore slump, they're gonna trash Baker. And it's like, bruh, can we let the guy grow first? That's, Boy, Jimmy G, can, can we let him go through a full season first? That's the point. And the and point that, is to be the first person to call something, and if you're wrong, you use the same platform to trash that guy. Like, it's about clicks, hits, and, 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 and attention. So that's how you get attention. Yeah. I'm going to crown this guy. I'm going to say something that's, that's controversial and crown. It's the hot take. Hot take culture. Yeah, because, see, the thing is, I always believe the NFL is not a what has he done for me lately. It is a reputation league. Because people get mad when I go on cam. I'm like, look, the dude wasn't that great before the MVP season, and he hasn't been that great since. Four years after that, and people say, well, can he get back to that form? Well, damn it, in four years, you're that guy. But if they like you, they will say, oh, man, you know, he was hurt. But this Ball run game wasn't too. a good. There's context to that, too. There's context to that, too, right? So I think it's MVP season. He was pretty good, if you ask me personally. Oh, oh, he was great. Oh, he was big time that year. I, I, thought, I thought he was turning the corner in his MVP season. Now, with that being said, when you look at what he has to play with over these last couple of years, I mean, who's he throwing to? You know, see, here's the thing about I think what people miss out on with NFL. I'd rather have be great on both sides, on both lines of scrimmage, good defense and a good running game and, de- and decent receivers. I don't need my receivers. It's like the Bucks, for example. The Bucks have one of the best receiving cores of football, but both but both defensive and offensive line are trash and no running game. 
So what good is your receiving core if you don't have those things in the NFL inside out? The Panthers have always been good inside out, and that fits Cam. And so I think that yeah, – and plus, he has yeah. an underrated head coach also. Ron Rivera is very underrated. I'm not saying that What you really trying to say is that the Panthers got a quarterback that couldn't hit good receivers if he had them. So what difference does it make? You give no, him a good tight end, he's right in the middle of the is, field. What I'm oh, saying by is, the way. My, what, I'm, what I'm saying is this. Here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying that he needs Odell Beckham or A.B., but even this season, I mean, starting receivers is like what, D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel? Like, and he has a Hall of Fame tight end in Greg Olsen, I think. Say this. Listen, I think yo, his head coach is very yo, underrated. Yo. Greg, Greg. <laughs> But again, I, I, I think you, it's, look at it, look at their I want you to look at their wide receiver depth chart going into this season. And it's more like yo, like Chris Hogan, like Jarius Wright, Rashad Ross, like this this is who he's this is who he's going to be able to play with. But like, see the thing is are, what I'm saying. You know, I was saying it's like, but the thing that I like his team more than mine, per se, is that because of things that both sides of a lot of scrimmage and the running game and a better defense. And I think and see, I think those things could mask like an underwhelming, like a, a no-name wide receiver because you can still control the game with defense, your offensive line, and your running game because no, the weather's going to get but cold. That's that, but that's but – that, that's why they're always in contention for the playoffs, at least. But they're not going to get over that hump with, with with these dudes out here, man. They don't even have they don't even have B level. Right. They're not going to get over the hump with Cameron Newton out there. You're right. Because see, see, the thing is, I mean, is that no, I'm just I always saying, believe. I'm just saying, like there's like usually like he has nothing to play with, man. Like he, he's throwing the ball to like like us. Well. Well, I did win a hundred bucks in that Super Bowl. They had a prop bet that would Ted. They did have a prop bet in that Super Bowl with Ted again drop a pass, and I made a hundred bucks off that one. That was easy money. <laughs> I thought like Floyd Mayweather, they easy money because we don't again was gonna drop yo, one. He been, yo, but, he, been out, he been out here trying to win a chip for the last half decade with Ted again. Come on, man. Yeah, hey, yo, Ted hey, Ginn passes. I don't know what. But but see, and the thing okay. is, but, but 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 what I'm saying is that the Panthers were smart enough to say, hey. This guy ain't Tom Brady or Drew Brees precision-wise. We're going to build this team that's like hit in the mouth, be the most physical team on the field, and that what got them in contention. I think they ran him too much over the years because I don't care how big and strong you are. You take a hit from those grown men for all those years, it's going to wear on you. And I agree with that. I got to be careful. I got to be careful having conversations too, man. Just like my man Scotty in the chat room. You know, talk talks his trash. You got to keep in keep in mind that he's a Raiders fan as he makes comments. I got to keep in mind that the Buccaneers are probably your team's rival, right? So actually, I, 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 hate I hate the Falcons more than I hate the Panthers. Actually, I hate the Falcons more than any team in that division. By the way, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you, you still, know, you still God, I hate the Falcons. You still hate the Panthers. Yeah, I hate them all. I, I, I hate them all because you know why? Because I'd be like, we could beat these guys. But here's the thing, uh, but I always but I always believe is that hey, you gotta build the team to your quarterback strength. 
and that Cam Newton is not going to be Drew Brees or Tom Brady precision-wise. That's no knock on him. That's just how he was made. That's how type of talent he is. So you build that team accordingly talent-wise. So I'm not going I'm not gonna bring Odell Beckham Jr. in if I got Cam Newton at quarterback. I hate when people say that. People say he's no Drew Brees or Tom Brady. Nobody is. Like, yo, you need to talk about two dudes that are arguably, some would say top five, but at least top ten. Like, nobody is. That's not really a knock. No, it's, it's not a knock. I'm not talking about style. I'm talking about playing style. Where it's like, you know, yeah, but still, you know, I'm what saying, the, 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 type, the type of pass they are. I his playing style or, or his game. And I don't think anybody would say that. But the fact of the matter is, though, I think Cam Newton is one of those guys, in my opinion, um, who who takes unnecessary criticism, and, he, and sometimes he probably also gets like love he doesn't deserve. He's somewhere. So, fact of the matter is, he's always somewhere in the middle. Some people do overhype him. I get your point, but at the same time, he takes unfair it, criticism too. Yeah, it, it's the no, he, thing. I'm sorry, Austin. He's what? No, I'm just saying he's. He's overrated. We're not having a conversation based on the X's and O's. Tobias is trying, you're trying to defend that brother, man. Listen, man, Cam so Newton. You're saying he's overrated. Who rates him? Rated? Where is he rated at? The BPs, the black protection is rated him all the time. Very high. I, no, I've never you heard know of Cam Newton. Like, no, no, come on, man. Like, I don't even think he's like people like to throw the overrated thing too, and I'd be like, overrated where? Man, the BPs rate him man very high. I've heard, I've heard Listen, way overstated. You, you're talking about your, you're talking about your echo chamber in the, in the grand scheme of things in sports. Cam Newton is no, he's not even rated high. If anything, he's overrated by the players. He was voted as the most underrated player by his peers. They was tripping. Uh, well. I tell you this, and, uh, well, I ain't gonna lie to you though. Uh, I remember, I remember, like, I took a lot of heat. Here's one for you. My dad's a Cowboys fan, right? He hates Dak Prescott. <laughs> for example, he's like, right, he he ain't, he's like, he ain't good. They should pay him. And people be getting on my dad. I'm like, he's right. And uh, but Dak is that Dak is in that position where, what the Cowboys gonna do? You know, they're not gonna suck bad enough to get a top quarterback. They have to. They gonna have to pay this guy, and he's completely average. But and and that's why, like with Dak Prescott, I don't believe quarterback stats. Quarterback like win loss records be a quarterback stat. This ain't this ain't a baseball pitcher. Uh, and so yes, these teams may win, but are you that good? Because mind you. We got a guy who cut throw for a hundred yard, two hundred yards for half the season, go get thirty million dollars because the team had a good record. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in a league in a league where you can't even touch a receiver, and he still couldn't get two hundred yards for half a season. But yet everybody wants to run off the running backs because they say running backs ain't important. But if a running if, if 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 it's that easy to find a running back, how come the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't find one for five years now? Uh, if it's that easy. Uh, I mean, but, Tampa Bay can't find a quarterback either, though. So that's not saying much. Please, hey, we got a quarterback. We finally got somebody know how to coach, know how to coach a team, know how to coach a player in a team. Mind you, we had the white privilege coach last time. I can't say that too loud. I'm outside the job. Who failed in college where you win nine <laughs> games at Arizona State? You be, you be, you get a statue. Okay. This okay. guy. All right. So, hey. So so 
So for so for your guy, right? For your guy and your team, it's about the coach. It's not about him. It's about the coaches. Listen, young well, crab legs. Never mind. I'm not even gonna get into it. Well, Jimmy. But Jimmy, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you this far. I tell you this far, man. I tell you this far, run. Do who's, I think the guy can improve? Uh, yes. Coach. But uh, but but what I'm saying is that do I think the guy has been great? Hell no, I don't think he's great. But what I'm saying is that and I always said this. Many of these young quarterbacks fail because they go to crap organizations. Who has really failed in Philly, for example, over the years? Like a young QB who failed. Kevin Cobb got paid out of the organization and did a good job. You know, Tennessee still being found in the bias to Steve McNair. Tampa's had struggled finding quarterbacks. Uh, Jacksonville has struggled finding quarterbacks after Mark Brunel. It seems like the same, even the Jets, the same organization fail because they're a dysfunctional organization. If you have a functional organization, maybe these things will understand building the team, some of these players may succeed. And I think that's the correlation of why some of these, these players succeed and fail. Because Tom Brady went to the Bengals or the Raiders, well, he'd be Tom Brady's sixth ring. No, he'll probably be a good player, we don't know that. but he won't have that structure. We, can, we don't know that. I mean, those are all speculations, but what I can say is the same kind, the same excuses you're making for him. Who's Cam? Newton, who's Cam Newton's offensive genius? Who's Jameis Winston offensive genius over the years? Who's his head? Who's been his he head one. coach? But again, I'm again, saying again, I'm not, I'm not saying offensive excuses. genius, but what I'm saying is the scheme. Kind of what I'm, what well, I'm, I'm saying, saying is, is you're giving one guy an excuse, he's not willing to give the other person. That's all I'm saying. I I never said the guy was great. I never said Jameis Winston was great. I never said he was. I, I didn't but, say you did. I say you did. But 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 what I'm, I'm saying, saying is that but, but, who said excuse? Like I said, Cam Newton has a better offensive line, better defensive line, better head coaching, better organization, it, better uh, defense, and, and a kicker who can make that, field goal. That's why. They, but, but that's why. That's why they have a better team. I mean, that's why they have it, a better team. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. So, 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 and so that's what I'm saying. But I'm, so what talking, I'm, saying about, is I'm that, talking about all the trashing you do of Cam Newton personally. You trash him personally. But, you know, from a, from a skill set standpoint, like, to me, he's, he's, he's far superior to your guy right now. But what I'm saying, but, see, better, but, you, but, but you're missing my point on this. What I say is team. You're talking uh, – yeah, exactly. So that, those are two different conversations, though. I'm talking about you trashing one personal – the way you trash the one guy. Team success is team success. They they have had more success because of the things you just said. Yes. And so what when I'm it comes saying to, is that When it comes he to has, judging an individual, you don't do it the same way. That's all I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that if Cam Newton doesn't play great, the Panthers can still win a game. Jameis Winston can play great and the team still lose because they can't stop a nosebleed. That's my thing. And see, with a great team, your quarterback doesn't have to be great every week. But what I'm saying is that you don't have to be great week in and week out if you have a good team around you because the run game can pick you up if you're down. The defense can pick you up when you're down. Again, Case in point, Tom. I'm talking about what you – I'm talking about how you judge the individual. All those I don't think he's a better passing talent. Better team. I don't think Cam Newton's a better what? passing talent. I don't think he's a better passer based talent. on what? But what I'm saying is that based on the eye. Okay, okay, but what I'm saying now, is now because oh, oh by the way, both of them are on the same amount of interception. His offensive his offensive coordinator for like the last like four plus years was like Mike Shula? That's your Who team? was Tampa's offensive coordinator? 
that's my point. My point is, you keep saying that for Tampa, but you're not giving you're not giving the other guy the same benefit of the doubt for his individual well, play. Is that, forget the fact, but they are the but they are asking Cam about. Newton to be Warren Moon back here throwing 45 times. They doing what fit him, and they carry that to a Super Bowl. And, and in a fact, Super Bowl appearance, I would say your guy your guy has had more weapons. But what but what weapons have you missed? What I've been saying. Well, I said it doesn't matter no, how good your receivers are if you can't run the ball, if you can't stop anybody, and you can't, you don't have a good line. What again, is the point of your weapon? Again, again, you, team success in how those individual quarterbacks play. You're willing to make every excuse under the sun for your guy, but not give the other guy the who same. Who's made excuse? In terms who's of, who's of made in excuse? terms of coaching, well, I'll say. In, in terms of coaching, so, in, ter- in terms of coaching, when I talked about who he's playing with, listen, we can go on this all day long. I, all I'm saying is. Be consistent. It's obvious. It's obvious. Your your bias is obvious. So, it's really, how am I biased? Really, really I said the man has better coach and a better team around him. Great one is How are you biased? How am I biased? Because you're talking about team success. They're a better team. We both know that. Yes. And so what I'm saying is that they're a better team. They are a better team. They have no, a better structure. Your team. guy can't even Meaning see. That your guy can't even see. Your guy can't even see. He needs prescription. Cam, can't see. You seen his completion percentage? I see. I see. He has an MVP and a trip to the Super Bowl. But again, you're going to say that's team success. He got one, but what does that mean? Okay. But but at the end, I'm not here to take up. I'm not here. I'm not here to take up for the guy. All I'm saying is he gets pooped on a lot of times unnecessarily. That's all I'm saying. All I see is all I see is the media saying this guy get back the MVP form again. I'm talking about also on TV. I'm just a regular guy. You, I just don't think I never thought he was all that and make him out to be. I see people, I see people poop on him all the time, and like I said, besides Cowherd, most like of the media loves him. The truth, the truth is, the truth is somewhere in the middle, in terms of in terms of who he really is. Cause see, I say this, that, and I gotta run it. That's a fact. My thing is that what I'm saying is that if you, if sometimes if your team is good, it doesn't matter how good your numbers are. Your team is good. What I'm saying is that they built what I say is a good team in the organization. Build the team around what you do well. If hey, if you want Cam Newton to throw 50 times a game like he's um Phillip Rivers or somebody, he's gonna mess up because that's not him, and that's okay. His team won. They went six and two before he got hurt. Hey, that happens. That's good. We beat the ass. We got him hurt. That's cool. But what I'm saying is that. Most of the time, these quarterbacks don't fail because of talent. Some of these guys don't fail because of talent. Everybody ain't Rick Meyer. Some of these guys may end up being like Josh Rosen, who's in a shitty spot. I'm sorry my language. In a crap spot where you don't have a chance. And I'm saying, like, and I pull for this team. I can't name a quarterback they drafted. Who's succeeded? Most of them left and went other places. And I'm a fan of this team. And so what I'm saying is that, yeah. What I'm saying is there's so many variables that go into it. I mean, they could have been drafting the wrong people, but it also could be coaching. It could be a lot of things. It could be it could be timing in terms of where you go and what's in front of you. It could be a lot of things. So basically, you yeah. want us to just acknowledge that you have a terrible organization. That's fine. You have a terrible organization. We agree with you. Hell, hell what I'm saying is that it's a terrible organization. The and, the Panthers, organization. And, the Panthers have, and the Panthers have a Tier 3 QB. That happened to a one MVP once. Anyway, Tobias. But man, hey, but, but you guys got to run, man. But you guys take it easy, man. 
Absolutely. No go back in your milk yacht, Jimmy. Uh-huh. Go back in your milk yacht, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know you're not talking. Go back to Kyrie's boat, man. Uh, <laughs> Yo, uh, I think this is Najel uh, 404. Uh, we got to get him first. He was waiting for a minute. Najel, what's up, homie? Yeah, hey, what up, man? Yeah, your first take has done a number on a lot of sports fans, man. And it's, oof, oof, it's rough. It is rough. Yeah, it's right. ruining yeah. the sports, the sports uh, broadcast game. <laughs> let, let me clear up this Cam Newton thing. First of all, be at dog. Cam Newton's not a tier three quarterback. Cam Newton is a really good quarterback. Uh, remember when he came Thank in you, as a brother. rookie, when they pushed the ball down the field, he did what? He broke the rookie record for passing, touchdowns, and yards per attempt. He was We're really about good at it. Yeah, just let uh, me finish. His first, his first few years as a passer, uh, when they were pushing the ball down the field, Cam was really effective. Now, your completion percentage is not going to be the same because you're not doing all the check down stuff, so you're not going to have those high high numbers. Last year, when they decided to turn him into check down guy, his completion percentage went way up, but it was based on dump offs to McCaffrey all over the field. That's what they did last year. So if you want Cam to have high percentage, you just do like all other high percentage guys. You throw those short bubble screens, you throw dump offs to the running back, check downs to the tight end. So completion percentage is not the issue. Cam Newton basically makes up for flaws in your offense because his short yardage running, which extends drives, his ability to push the ball down the field as far as big throws, there's always a threat. And just overall, when you look at that that, that Super Bowl team, you look at his receiving core and then you look at that offensive line, and it's amazing that that team – remember, they were 16-0. and 0, And that, that was all on the back of Cam Newton as far as offensively. Defensively, they were solid. But remember, their two tackles who they ended up cutting the next year and getting rid of were horrible. Well, you remember Von Miller coming across the edge all night in the Super Bowl? Yes, yeah. because they didn't have actual yeah. tackles. And this thing that where you say, oh, well, no, they, you don't draft good wide receivers for Cam Newton. No, you want good wide receivers anywhere. It's just they've drafted first and second wide receivers who didn't pan out and, and turn out to be what they thought they would. But their D-line draft picks, uh, their linebackers all Nige. of those pans out. So that, that's not like some kind of plan, we're just going to give him sorry wide receiver. No, everybody wants good players. It's just the draft is a crapshoot. And sometimes well, you spend like high Kevin, draft capital and you don't get what right. – Exactly. How, exactly. A first-round first first thing is Kevin Benjamin, he looked good in that first year with Cam. He looked for, yeah, he the first year. He came back. Body. He got hurt. He was terrible. He got hurt. Nah. Guy and then he looked good again. Nah. And then nah. he came nah. back, he came back looking like, look like an offensive tackle. He came back looking like an yeah, offensive tackle. <laughs> but you know what, though? You know what, though? Here's the thing, though, real quick. Casey Mack, Casey Mack just figured it out for me. You know, Tobias calls him all the time and says, roll damn tide. He said the reason he hates Cam Newton is because Cam plays for Carolina – who plays against his Buccaneers, and Cam Newton is also an Auburn Tiger. Yeah, man. The team, the team. Now, 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 now it all makes sense. About, hold on. You want to talk about Claudia Cam Newton? One of the best what, what do we consider What do we consider a top-notch completion percentage in today's game? In today's game, we're talking upper 60s. These bubble screens. talking upper 60s. Yeah. Upper, 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 upper but, but like I said, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do this, think about this. So you already know where it's going. No, hold on, no, hold on. 
what scheme is the person playing with? What are they asked to do? Like right now, Tom Brady mm-hmm. has a higher percentage than he used to have a long time ago. Tom Brady was a much mm-hmm. better quarterback a long time ago because he could push the ball down the field. He lost a little arm mm-hmm. strength and velocity, so they get the ball out quick, short dump off. So his percentage is higher, but he's not a better quarterback. So scheme determines mm-hmm. a lot when you're talking about this. But go ahead. Scheme definitely, scheme definitely depends. And wouldn't you say that offensive coordinators dictate or draft up their scheme around the limitations of the quarterback? So, for uh, example, we're not going to put – uh, Most of them, they run their scheme and they tell you to fit in. There, there are some who are good enough to do that, the Andy Reeds of the world. And to be honest, Tampa Bay had a really good OC last year, Todd Munkin. He brought that that college scheme to Tampa, and that's why Fitzpatrick and and Jameis were throwing for 400 yards, you know, three-plus touchdowns. Now, they threw picks, and Munkin is now in Cleveland. He's going to be helping Baker Mayfield. So they did actually have a good OC down there. But when you compare Jameis and and Cam, it's just somebody doing the black quarterback thing. Jameis is fighting Mm -hmm. for his survival as as a starter next year. If Jameis mm-hmm. flops, he's going to be a, a, a clipboard holder after this. So he's fighting for his career yeah. to start. Cam is an established franchise quarterback. And, and let me let me put this top row because I, I need people to think about this. When, when you talk about Cam Newton, remember, he had the same shoulder injury as Andrew Luck. He decided not to get surgery and play through it. So those games where he looked bad, you know, people put that on his reputation. And then people call Luck injury prone. It's the same injury. One of them just tried to play through it, which was probably a bad move long-term, and Luck may end up playing longer than him because of that. But we don't think about these things, man. Same thing with Drew Brees last year. Drew Brees had a hurt shoulder, but nobody brought it up. They just looked at it and said, oh, the, the Saints keep bringing in that other guy all the time, and Drew Brees ain't pushing it down the field. He's, he's throwing it at Michael Thomas now. It ain't because Drew Brees didn't, you know, lost his ability to read coverages. He was injured. He was injured. Here's here's my hot test. I'm going to stop just shooting at Cam because he's a cross-dresser and really break down what what I what my now, eye test see. Personally, he's a clown. Uh-huh. I, I respect him as a player. Now, we get into him as a yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Frank Luck is yeah, advisor. Uh, all Lives Matter mm-hmm. Cam. Like, we get into who he is as a person. No, I don't F with that dude at all. But I'm not going to lie oh, yeah. to him as a player. It's just like I no, think but Gronk, even, even I as think a player, is a, right, right. But hold on, let me let me add this. I think Gronk is an ignorant, raggedy little frat boy type dude. But you ain't gonna get me to say he ain't the best tight end I ever seen. Like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna lie. Mario mm-hmm. Mariano Rivera, red hat wearer. You think I'm gonna say he ain't the best closer I ever seen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good, good point. You can be objective. I, I, I get you, but. Now, now I'm going to give an objective analysis uh, of the man's game, and I'm going to keep it under, try and keep it at 90 seconds. Cam Newton is a tremendous athlete, and in my best estimation, he's actually the stereotypical black quarterback. Because of his athletic prowess, two things happen. Number one, he was never pushed to develop certain aspects of his game, and two, he didn't take it upon himself to develop those aspects of the game. He's got a hand cannon. He's got a rocket of an arm. But his touch is trash. And Cam Newton will miss throws 
not based on not being able to get the ball there, but based on his mechanics. His mechanics in the pocket are sloppy. He doesn't set his feet oftentimes. He's used to being able to muscle the ball to almost any point on the field. And while that's super impressive because of the strength, it's not good for the touch at a level that he's playing where you have to be exceptional and the slightest breakdown in your mechanics can lead to off throws. So you combine that with the shoulder injury, and he's off on a lot of his throws where touch is concerned. He never really had touch, but now at this stage of his career, when he's going to have to stop running less, or he's going to have to start running less and relying on being able to move the ball around, that's why we're seeing him at 30 fit into a system where he's checked down Charlie, where he really could be still pushing the ball down the field, but we're not quite sure of that touch on the intermediate throws. I'm not talking about deep throws. I'm not talking about airing it out to, to Ted Ginn. I'm talking about drop back, slight rollout, throwing 20-yard dig route to the opposite hash. You know what I'm talking about, Nas. Is that a throw that you're confident that Ken can make? Yeah, not only is that a throw that I'm confident Ken can make, I've seen him do it so many times and hate to see it because same you know, here in Atlanta. But it is what it is. You're, and and you're your point about I heard you out, and I'm going to tell you why. What you just said, you could apply to any quarterback and then try to extrapolate and say, this is the book on that guy. Uh, somebody's mm-hmm. mechanics breaking down from a, you know, a pocket either being broken early or somebody releasing too early, that's everyday in NFL. Everybody does that. You're going to have bad plays. You could make up a video of anybody and say, oh, look, look at where mm-hmm. his mechanics are here. Look at where he made this mistake here. Look at where the ball's off here. You could do that with anybody. But to say that consistently, mm-hmm. that's the book on him? No, nah, man. You'd have to watch more tape of him. Uh, He's not consistent. Well, hold on, man. You, you made your point. Bro. You know what I mean? Let me, let me you know, yeah, let me no throw cool, something bro. Let him, let him talk. Let him talk. Right. Be awesome. Yeah, because he's on your side. Now you want let him now let him talk. Not, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to cut you off, but I didn't really finish the point I was making. I did I asked a question in that but the other the other thing that I was gonna say because of his strength, his physical strength and prowess, he does hold the ball too long. Ben Roethlisberger holds the ball too long. Similar body type. Cam is a better athlete, but Cam's late on throws because he knows he can be late on throws. You're not going. You're not going to just throw Cam Newton to the ground. Cam can break tackles at the end. So a lot of times he is late with anticipatory throws because he's used to being late. I'm not even going to say that's a deficiency in his game, as much as it's a habit that he developed because he athletically can afford to do it when others can't. So combine the touch with being late with the eyes, I I call him a top of the, I call him a top of the middle tier, bottom of the upper echelon quarterback because there are things that he does that are elite at times, but as a thrower of the football, purely thrower, I think he's kind of mediocre with things. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nas. Okay. First you, you don't first, watch enough film, once you man. Start, you don't watch once, enough. Once we, once we start labeling the criteria a certain way, we already know what, what, you know, what country we're going to at that point. When you say as a thrower, and we talk about Cam as if Cam is Michael Vick with all these highlight runs. Look it up. Cam doesn't have many more runs longer than 12 yards. Most of Cam's running is about short yardage 
getting first down. So he's not the typical black quarterback. Cam does not run as much as people think. Most of the time you're talking about third and two, third and three, and he's big enough to where he can dig in there and get it. That's usually what you see as far as Cam running. So, no, Cam's not the typical runner. The touch argument, that's what I was getting to a second ago. You could do that to anybody. I don't think it's true. Matter of fact, his success rate with his receiving core kind of proves that that's not true. As far as him being late sometimes, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a – that's a legit argument about Cam. Sometimes he does hold the ball. Uh, most big quarterbacks are guilty of that because they think they can handle the rush all of the time, and that's kind of why he gets injured and why he's dealing with I what get, he's dealing I agree with that. Now, that, that part I agree with you. But to say that he's like bottom tier and all that, bottom tier guys and game manager guys don't win MVPs, man. They don't go 16-0 and during the NFL season, dude. Like, this is a special talent we're looking at. And it's only going to be a few more years. Like, it's not going to be a long time, uh, you know, coming as far as Cam, man. But, like I said, look at that roster over the years, what he's done with. Like, that dude is an incredible quarterback. That's my point. That's why I always defend him when people try to poop on him because I'm like, yo, it's context to everything, man. A lot of people don't even watch watch his games when they want to criticize him because they think that you play quarterback one way, and you don't play quarterback one way. He does what it takes for that team to succeed, and you're right. Mediocre or bottom-tier quarterbacks don't win MVPs. There's all the bottom – what, what quarterbacks won MVP as a bottom-tier – what bottom-tier quarterback is – it doesn't happen. This dude makes plays. No. He does what it takes for that team to win. And game man can sustain, sustain that amount of success, man. Like when, when, when when the the and like I said, we, we're, we're always looking at him from the point of what we see now. And we don't remember. This dude walked in the door throwing for 300. Only thing he had to throw to was Steve Smith at the time. He was throwing 300 back to back to back to back, walking in the door. When, like that, when, that, when he won the MVP, he nah. Like, no, the MVP was when like five years after that. Four, five, I was talking about the rookie season. Was, was it 2015? That's how he walked in the door. Huh? 2015, I think he won. He had 35 touchdowns in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a, a crazy season that, you know, nobody could have predicted just because you looked at the weapons he had and it was like, nah, there's no way he does that. And this was Dave Gettleman who paid, overpaid their running backs so they couldn't fix the O-line. And at a certain point, that fatal flaw in the Super Bowl, it came to show this ugly head when the Broncos just said, well, you can't block us, so we're just going to rush you all night. Ain't nothing you can do about it. And Von Miller beat that tackle all damn night. But, man, y'all, y'all don't know, man. Y'all hitting on a lot of stuff. And, but, and, yeah, the book on Cam and, 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 something, and it's something to be said for the entire league when they have a vote to say you're the most underrated player, when your peers feel that way about you. It's something to be said for that. I, I, some athletes will tell you that means more to them than, like, you know, these, 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 these other votes that, you know, come from the media or what have you. His peers voted him that. But he also has the Shaq factor, which is he's so damn big, looks like a D-N, that he doesn't get flagged that Brady and other people will get. So sometimes he's able to get hit a little more than other people can. And people are like, well, tell him to stop running. And you're like, man, Cam ran for like 20 yards that game or 30 yards that game. This dude ain't breaking out in the open and rushing on people. It's like every once in a while he'll, he'll, he'll you know, pick you know up what, a little though? chunk yardage. But Cam is not a runner. And, right and let's be – because it's, it's something else to that too, right? So, so Cam Newton, when you talk about players with rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns in the same game – there's another guy that has more than him, but they don't consider him a running quarterback, you know, and, and that's Steve Young. People don't say Steve Young's a yeah. running quarterback. 
Steve Young will run a pick up first down. He's a scrambling quarterback, but for some reason, Kansas played him as a running quarterback. I wonder why. Steve Young, running quarterback, didn't watch Steve Young. Right, right. Because I right, never exactly. said that. Steve Young will take off on your no, ass. No, no, but people, but people don't watch Cam Newton. People call him a running quarterback, and he's not a running quarterback. That's my point. And most of those running touchdowns are for one yard there's out one because difference. they didn't have an elite exactly. running back. This dude's running for one yard touchdown, and, then, and people say, oh, he had 10 touchdowns last year. <laughs> you know what the difference is between Steve Young and Cam Newton and why one gets labeled a running quarterback and the other doesn't? Maybe you guys can tell me, oh, yeah. uh, you know. But anyway. Oh, yeah. That's how the game is played, man. But, yeah, like I said, man, Cam is a polarizing figure just because, for one, he's so damn weird and raggedy off the field. But as a player, yeah, I I would say he is underrated, man, because he does a lot for for what that team tries to do, man. But, you know, we'll see going forward, man. I'm not scared of Samuel and, and, you know, the other guy, but we'll see, man. Greg Olsen's 57 with bad feet, so, I mean – I I'm not too Yo, scared they, of what they, they come, have. They, they coming in, they coming into this season with some trash receivers, man. And, and if McCaffrey passes the the HGH and steroid test, they need to just go ahead and stop doing the test, period. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But y'all boys, I wish we could have talked about other stuff. I wanted to get in some of the stuff y'all was talking about, which was good, man, but I'm going to hang back and listen because hey, listen, that man, camp man, thing, man. This is an man. amazing call, man. You may – you make great points, man. You see, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you called in, man, because they make me seem like a cam protectionist. But I'm just I, like, here's the thing. I'm just pointing no, out what I'm Like I, I, I'm not a cam protectionist. No, look, everything, everything that they know, said could be applied to Dak Prescott. I'm not the dude out here lying it can be for black to quarterbacks anybody. who aren't good. I'm like, no, I'm not going to yeah, do that. Because the black saying, quarterbacks who, who are people, who are aren't the fair shake, I stick up for them. But yeah, Dak. People hit me with it all the time. You talk about Cam Newton, he ain't no Drew Brees, he ain't no Aaron Rodgers. I said, well, who the hell is? That's, that's not, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's high bar right much. there. That's a like, high bar right, right there. Yeah, that's like, come on, man. And, and, and to back to y'all Odell thing y'all brought up, I think a lot of what y'all said was true about that dude. He's millennial as hell. But ultimately, the disrespect was, they decided to keep old, raggedy, terrible Eli and ship him out. When he tried to get Eli ran off the job last year, all that locker room leaks and all the team kind of turning on Eli, yeah, a lot of that was Odell-driven, but management made a choice to keep Eli and ship him out. So, yeah, yeah they chose, I'm, I'm sure that's, he's still that's what pissed about it. And by the way, I like that phrase, too. He's millennial as hell. We got to start using that. Them cats are just millennial <laughs> as hell. Hey, that's a pretty good phrase right there, man. <laughs> All right, millennial as hell. Yeah, millennial. All right, now take it easy, <laughs> homie. All right, peace. Yeah, be awesome. We adding that to the jargon. Some cats are just millennial as hell. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt, Nas. We appreciate you always, man. Matt, mad millennial for no reason at all, man. But anyway, man, we gotta move on, man. Um, <laughs> because at this point, like. We wait behind the great conversations, though, man. Great calls, man. We had a couple other callers on the line. Um, I think a couple of them dropped off. But uh, it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the ground, which is brought to you by Sports the Book, greatest sports book ever written. You can find it at sportsthebook.com. But, you know, we got to move forward. So we got to talk about what happened this week while you were on the ground. So.
B. Austin, your man Adrian Peterson, the original black man, is in deep debt after making near, nearly $100 million during his NFL career. My man can't pay his bills, man. What do you think about Adrian Peterson and his debt? Yo, he saw he grew up in a time where there was enough social media around him for him to know better. But then so did Trenton Richardson too. Um, is he on the Redskins active roster? Is he is he still on a yeah. contract with us? Uh-huh. Now that's very, very interesting and very telling. He's still on a roster and what yo, this this brings back a couple of things. Remember when he was in Minnesota and he had an option to stay if he just restructured his contract and he decided to hit the open market and they were gonna give him sixteen million. They were paying him sixteen, they wanted him to drop it to like twelve or thirteen. And he was like, I'm Adrian Peters. So much debt. Even so much debt wow. that wouldn't even matter. This is the one thing that no one talks about in regards to the story is the fact that my man got almost a uh, – I, I forgot the number. I think he got like nine kids, something like that. Um, so he, he out here just, you know, knocking them down and, and, and raw dogging them. But, you know, it comes back to wow. this, doggy. Nine kids. You know, allegedly. Allegedly, you know, I I know people that actually know him. Like, I don't know how many he's claiming, but the, the word in the street is he got a nine piece. But uh, anyway, man, hope you get out of it, dog, because you know that that is crippling, man. Um, Maxim Degeshev, and I hope I said his name right. Uh, he died Friday night from fight injury. So he's a 28 year old boxer, man. Hate to hear these stories, man, about a young guy dying in the uh, well, he died in the ring, but died from injuries due to boxing. So, um. Rest in peace to that to, to that gentleman, man. And uh, man, I don't know what to say at that, man. You know, cats know when they go out there, they put in they they always say it, and people be like, yeah, whatever. I'm putting my life on the line, and we be like, yeah, whatever, until something like this happens, and you be like, oh, okay. But um, rest in power. Here's the story I want to ask you about, B. Austin. Your man Jalen Ramsey, right? You know, you tell me. My man came to Jack's camp, right? So he showed up for camp. The peepaw he showed up. My man showed up in the armored bank truck. You think he's sending a message or what? <laughs> Yo, he said, get it ready, man. Get my bread ready. Get it ready. Just yeah. put it in the truck. I'll take it with me. Yeah. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> So salute to him for uh, the theatrics. Um, got us talking about Jags camp because I don't think if he didn't do that, we wouldn't be talking about Jags camp at all. No, no, Or is that just the life of a? Is that just the life of a? Millennial as hell. That's the new saying, man. Millennial as hell. I'm, I'm taking that online and offline. Like yo, he's millennial as hell. But any salute <laughs> not for that one. But no, um. You know, I, I, Jalen Ramsey, and what's funny about Jalen Ramsey, right? So, in football, right, there's so many players and so many teams because you don't know a lot of guys. He's made himself one of those guys you know, yeah. a non-quarterback. So, I guess this is all part yes. of it. And I guess you could say that's millennial as hell. It's millennial as hell to make yourself a brand. He's made, he's creating a brand around how? himself. So, I'll get some that. Speaking of, speaking, of game, speaking of game film, how much Jalen Ramsey have you – been able to watch over the last two years. Well, I know a year ago you were boycotting 
it, even this year. Yeah, have, but I, have I, you I, been I able to really... I, I have seen, yes. Yo, he yes. makes plays. He gets his hands on the football at all costs. And I gained a tremendous amount of respect when he locked up with A.B. Now, A.B. hitting up good a couple of times, I think scored on him. But my man picked the ball mm-hmm. off twice. It weren't like quarterback mistakes. It was like, yo, the ball is here. I'm going to reach over and take it from you because it's mine. Yo, dude so is a ball. It, sound, it, it sounds like you, you gained an appreciation for his game. The question is, how much do the Jags appreciate it? Because that, that, that's what he's been focused mm-hmm. on right now, pulling up in that truck. <laughs> he's on that. So they, that see if they on that stupid stuff. They, they on that stupid stuff. Oh, oh. <laughs> you tell me. But he definitely has uh, made himself, you know, he's worked on his brand. He's worked on his brand to the point where people know who he is. And again, like that's, that's difficult as a non quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Um, Johnny Bones Jones, he was charged with battery for putting a waitress in a chokehold. Um, Yo. Athletically speaking, someone who watches wait. MMA and all con- all combat yeah. sports, he's one of the most talented guys I've ever seen. Yo. We're talking about na- not saying he doesn't work hard, naturally just talented, athletic as hell. No. But, yo, my man, quit, man. he can't get his own way. I quit. I quit, yo. Because I've been telling people how great he is and how talented he is for about five years. Yo, he can't stop shooting himself in the dingus, yo. I quit, man. Yeah. I, I ain't got nothing positive to say. I, well, y'all, I'm just not going to say anything at all because he is every bit the talent you say and maybe more, but my man would take a gun and put it in his mouth and pull the trigger. Like, yo, I can't. I can't with dude. I can't. Yeah, so, I, can't. I mean, you know, my man is like, he, he can go down as the absolute greatest MMA fighter of all time, but my man is like, um, he's always in his own way, man. That's what you call can't get right. You dig? But anyway, man, before we move on, man, before we move on and talk about some more NBA rap, man, let's let's give some uh some quick birthday shout birthday. outs real quick. Yay. And these birthdays are brought to you by all the IG models that B Austin follows. Um Kenny Thomas <laughs> forty two. Happy birthday to Kenny Thomas. Tracy remember Tracy Murray? Tracy Murray turns forty eight. Yo, we old. Tracy Murray's forty eight. Yeah. Um we really somebody in the end. One uh, basketball's first family, the Barry. John Barry turns 50. I don't know why I called him basketball's first family. I don't know, I'm, I'm tripping with that one. Um, at this point, oh, we Barry. are. But uh, oh. Barry, Barry, uh, I mean, Rick Barry, Rick Barry, John Barry, Brent Barry. I mean, you know. How they, is they John Barry? Who's basketball's first family? Who, who's the first family of basketball? Let's, let's, who, who, which family is more involved in basketball? Huh? The beige, the beige, the beige brothers, the Curries, stir the it Curry? up, chef. I mean, yeah, pop, pop is still getting a check, and and uh, isn't isn't somebody isn't like no, that's not him. That's a no, isn't the pop still getting a check from the Hornets? Both brothers is in the league. Do they got a and the mom looks like that. Yeah, they got a sister. I don't know. Is she married to an NBA sister. player? Somebody got a sister I'm married not. to. Man, somebody anyway. looked that up, man. 
are loyal. Yeah, somebody look that up and let us know like whether the Curry got yeah, the daughter that's married to an NBA player, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, How is John Barry 50 years old? Though? I just remember <laughs> when he was in the airspace fouling him and Kobe was hitting shots from like 28 feet away. Like, how's he 50? Yo. Yo, shout out to Tobias. I'm, a la- I'm laughing because Tobias just sent the text to um, <laughs> with his chick just to prove that he didn't get his chick from a Kyrie boat party, man. Salute to you, Tobias, because if nothing else, you're the great troll and you're a funny dude, man. Because um, I'm the greatest. Him, you know, going on Kyrie's boat. Everybody know how Kyrie's boat gets down on the Kyrie Irving boat party. We already know what that's about. But anyway, um, ba- back to our back to Yo, our <laughs> Back to our birthday segment. If anybody knows about the Currys having a daughter that's married to an NBA player, somebody got a, a, a sister that's married to an NBA player. I don't know who it is. But anyway, um, Walter Payton, man. Rest in power to Walter Payton. Oh, okay. Shout out to Scott, you in the chat room. They do have a sister. She's married to uh, Damian Lee, who plays on the Warriors. Now we know how he got a job. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Yo, the nepotism is I love it, though. I love it. I love it, man. Salute to them, man. Anyway, Walter Payton, man. Rest in power to Walter Payton, man. Um, his birthday just passed on the 25th. Um, Walter Payton, he, I think Walter, and, and I know there's a lot of Barry Sanders fans and all that. Walter Payton is probably the best running back I've ever seen play. Bottom line. And I'm not a Bears fan, but the fact of the matter is the way that man played the game of football. So that one highlight he has, man just runs into the pile. And this comes out like Walter Payton. Oh man, anyway, I want to get this. Andy wore kangaroo uh, and all that on y'all dummies. Walter, Walter Payton was very, very, very special. Very special. Yeah. Very. Special. I, I agree. So rest in power, that, Payton. You know, and, um, another rest in power to uh, Nate Thurman, on um, one of the greatest of all time. Well, I don't think this is just dude, but rest in power to him too. So we like to give all those word. folks, uh, you know. Loot on their birthday. My birthday, birthday No, just to let everybody know before we get into this NBA rap, that you can find everything we do at the hub, as I always say, which is warroomsports.com. That is the hub. Um, we want to get into some NBA rap before we do. I think this is the brother Rob calling back in. you in the war room. What's going on? What's up, man? Yo, shout out to y'all, man. Yo, yo, it's your big, it's your boy, Big Rap, aka, yo, slip and slide. Yo, it's your boy, Big Rap, aka, Mr. Likes. It's your boy, Big Rap, aka. If you drop your dab, I'll pick it up, man. How y'all doing, man? He's doing pretty good. Aka, aka, on man. Yo, how's how, how's the weather? Oh man, it is. It's, it's not too hot, you know what I'm saying? It's not too. The thing, the thing I love about California is it doesn't have that that southern humidity, you know what I'm saying? Like yo, man. But you know, when you, I'm from the valley, it gets like 90 degrees, man. But it's all good, you know. You know, you, you get that ocean oh, floor at the end. The Rob, man, the streets want to know, man. Tobias proved he didn't, but the streets want to know. Do you get your women from um the Kyrie Irving boat party, man? What's going on? The Kyle bro. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, man, it's it. Oh, 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 oh no, oh no, oh no. I'll try, I'll try to. I'm, wait, 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 wait. I'll try to figure out what y'all talking about. Now I remember. Now I remember. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. 
I love sisters. Wait, wait, wait. I love sisters. Now, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. My favorite boat is the West Indies banana boat, man. Them plantains, man. <laughs> yo. Okay. Okay. What's I, on, I love me. Yo, I love me some West Indies. Yo, shout out to all West Indies women. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, so you're talking you talk B. Austin's language now. You're talking B. Austin's language. He, 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 he loves the Caribbean, man. Let's just put it that way. B. Austin loves the Caribbean, man. Um, not, not the West Indies per se, but B. Austin. I thought B. Austin thing is Jamaica, right? Did you think B. Austin is Jamaica? Granddad, granddad, granddad. I love Africa as well. Okay, no doubt. Oh yeah, I would know you. We know you love Africa, man. We already know what that's about. But anyway, man, Rob, what's going on, man? What you want to talk oh, about? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Real quick, cause I'm jump. I'm, I'm gonna jump and I'm gonna take a couple shots. Okay. First of all, I'm gonna take a shot to Bias because he want to go on. Fred Badu's uh, podcast and do quick slams, but he don't want to hire your boy so he can do a podcast, man. Yo, he was born, he's a Bama oh, dude. He's a country, he's a country dude. You know, I was born in the country. I was born born in North Carolina. He 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 live out here in Arizona. I live in California. Come on, man. He is a low-key, to me, a low-key Charles Barkley Republican country dude. Hello? Oh, you oh, know, I okay. I like I am a socialist. I'm a socialist. You know, I, I know like dudes like, come on, man, hit, hit hit me back, hit me back. You know, what I'm saying, hit hit. But but bro, I really want to talk about basketball real quick, and I want to say uh uh two two things. One 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 for the Lakers. I just hope I I know the defense is gonna get better because I look at Frank Vogel. I was studying his whole system. Defense is going to get better. I just want to know how the offense is going to work out because that's the key thing. And two, two, can Kobe and Shaq dominate this era? And three, how come Wilt Chamberlain doesn't get enough respect anymore, even though he has astronomical numbers and has B. Awesome voice? You can play that cue right there, that B. Awesome voice. No human being can do that. Yeah, I mean, man, that's a legend, Sunny Hill. But, but but here's my point though, Rob. To your first point um, about Shaq and Kobe, I, I think they could. I mean, we we have this thing about eras. You know, I don't believe in best players, best this, best that. But I think at the very top, the guys with the very top of uh, the profession could play in any era. You know what I'm saying? Like now, I understand people will say, well, Shaq, because the game is changing, no one really plays that way, but. I think Shaq, um, people forget the younger Shaq. When Shaq was athletic, he could roll to the basket. I think Shaq could play in this area. Um, in terms of uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain, as Shaq would call him, um, I think it's because time has passed. You can't come to Philly with that, though. Here in Philly, uh, Wilt Chamberlain is, 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 is one of those guys, man. And, you know, Sonny Hill no wild, human being can do that. Um, yeah. Sunny Hills in the Hall of Sunny Hills in the Hall of Fame too, by the way. But uh, the fact of the matter is, time has just passed. People like to poop on the uh, on on the forefathers, and that's in not just basketball. I see it done in football. I see it done in hip hop. I see it done in in, in every you know every all our culture likes to poop on the people that have come before us, right? Um, but you know, even to the point now where you see the Bronze Sexuals try to do their best job to slander Mike. But what I'm gonna find funny is in the future. Will be slandering Bron to dig up whoever that next guy is. That's just what it is, man. That's 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 part yeah, of the culture. I, I, that's what we do. When it comes to, to the game, it's up to us, us culture cavemen to 
to keep the keep the uh, the history and the legacy alive. Those that respect the history, you gotta respect the history. Some people yeah. just don't respect history, man. When I it comes when I'm it comes to that, Rob, Rob, I'm gonna tell you like this. There are two things that you need in professional sports, especially basketball: athleticism and skill. Shaq may have been one of the top three athletic big to ever walk to her. He, he may have been. There's never been a, a, a force like so he would dominate in any era. And then I'm going to go ahead and say this about Kobe. We all know who I feel is the very best basketball player of all time, period, point blank. But Kobe Bryant might be, might get the basketball player ever. You're purely skilled. We're not talking athleticism. We're not talking skill. And skill trumps almost everything else in the game. Matching that with his competitive nature, his skill level is so high that there is no error that he would if he didn't master basketball court skill-wise. So that being said, who's going to check him? And you can't touch yeah. him in this, in this um, day and age? Exactly. Shout uh, out to the chat room. Nas says Kobe's at the top of her list. And, um, so, I mean, I think we all agree Kobe's the plainest era. Um, shout out to Skyview, too. He talks about the Grant brothers. Like, we can't forget about the Grant brothers. Um, Horace and Harvey played in the league in terms of the first families. And they got nephews and sons scattered all throughout the NBA, which I didn't, you know, we got to find How y'all going <laughs> yo, 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 exactly, and and and, and I, I I do want to say this, but because I want to ask the outside basketball or uh, football question, but I do want to say this that um, when it comes to this argument about the the ninety the the ninety six Bulls and the uh, and the um, Golden State Warriors, people forget that you know they were in the they were still in the prime, but they were like in the mid to late thirties. When they were dominating, imagine how they were if they played together in the twenties. You know what I'm saying? People forget how good they were. You know, like I, I remember when Dennis Rodman was on was on ESPN. This though, that's the one time that Stephen A. Smith did not really say anything and just let and just, and just hear from a legend because, yo, Dennis Rodman can say anything he wants. But um, but 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 but, but thank you for that point. Um, I, I do want to say this. Hello. Yeah, we listen. Yeah, man, go ahead. Hurry up, we gotta get out of here. Oh, okay, 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 be awesome. Okay, I, you know I'm gonna play about the Eagles. You know what position I'm gonna complain about the most, right? No position I'm gonna yes, play sir. about the most. <laughs> Is the coaching gonna get better? Because I'm tired of seeing them game burnt every game. We have Amari Cooper there. The Redskins, I'm not too worried about. The Giants, oh, man, I, I feel sorry for Saquon Barkley. I hope they don't give him, like, 400 carries. I hope they just, you know, I hope he fakes an injury or something so he can just stay out, you know, because, yo, it, it, it's, I feel sorry for him. But uh, can he – can the coaching get better from from, uh, from, from, from the DP standpoint? And, two, uh, is how – have you seen any improvements from Carson Wentz? Like, what does he do that's good, and what does he do? What does he need to get better at? Or he's um, getting better at. The, 
the DBs are definitely a point of concern. Um, we expected Sidney Jones to take strides by now that he hasn't really taken for for him. Um, the Green Goblin, hopefully that dude returns to 2017 form as opposed to last year, and he's not just grabby and, and jumping every double move. Um, and number 41, man, I, I, I'm hoping he takes a, a stride. So I'm worried about corner as well a little bit this year. Um, but I'm not worried about D-line. Carson Wentz has more weapons now than he's ever had before. And I'm going to say if he's able to really get the best out of the offseason and the OTAs, instead of rehabbing this offseason, he's not rehabbing, he's actually working on his game, I think that you're going to see a return to 2017 and even better from a touch standpoint. What I'm waiting to see with him is his touch um, and, and the game slow down because he has all the physical tools. Um, as the game slows down and he and he has more touch and more mental manipulation over defenses, I think he's going to take strides. Man, I'm excited for the season. I got us winning the division. If Zeke isn't at his best and he's somehow out, yo, Dak is going to get exposed and you're going to be able to roll the Cooper. I don't believe in Dak is I, so, I, that's, I, that's, all right, man. Wow, wow. We got to roll, though, man. We got to It's true because Rob. the offense. It's it's true because I kept getting pissed off that the offensive line was not really playing good. We don't play good. Carson Wentz gets hurt, right? And 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 they do play good when the coaches like the behinds on fire. If they can play well, right, we got, Rob, we got, I would say this. All right, all right, peace, and well, shout out to all the IG models. True. Please, shout, out all the- <laughs> shout out to all the IG models. Yo, my my bad. I keep saying now on this nil, so I got to apologize because I, I, you know, I said her name wrong. But nonetheless, man, listen, man, it's it's time to talk real quick. We got a couple stories I got to ask you about before we get out of here, man. And this is in our segment mm-hmm. about basketball. And for those for the first time, we always get new listeners. Our basketball NBA rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. All I'm going to say about that is you need a custom website, digitalextremetech.com. Get you a custom website. Stop playing yourself. So, but I got to ask you a couple of uh, stories real quick for you. Um, ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons has been seen in NBA pickup games in the summer. My man is out here confidently shooting jump shots and just bullying people, looking all crazy. Do you put any stock in these summer runs? Or is you know is that is that millennial as hell? Where they just you know get footage for summer runs and make themselves look great. What you think? No, this whole notion, this whole wave of filming summer runs, I want to say it's millennial as hell, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy seeing NBA caliber players play, playing pickup get ball. Um, for Ben, I'm yeah. not sure what the make- We'll have to see whether it translates into the season when the lights are brightest and he's got to get, you know, Kyrie, Kylie Jenner off his mind. But if he is um, if he's on all cylinders, I just want to see him be a threat, not even from the three-point line. Just give me a J. Just give me, a, just give me an 18-footer, 17-footer. So hopefully it's real. I'll tell you the one thing I noticed in summer runs, and I, um, I know we talk about Ben Simmons and he does look crazy, but, yo, um, that 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 young light skinned brother and uh that played for the ATL, um, Trey Young, 
Yo, he looks like yo, the next Curry and something. Yo, yo, summer runs. He looks like him fly. So he be he be wiggling on cat. All crazy. Yeah, he be out there cooking. Yeah, he be out there cooking, man. So um, summer. I, I ain't gonna lie though. I, I definitely watch summer runs. I ain't gonna lie. Um. Oh yeah. I'm one of them dudes that tune in. I, I tune into the summer runs. Can't even lie about that. Um, last story I want to ask you about before we get out of here, man. Shout out to Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan just joined the Spurs staff as an assistant coach. So now the speculation is Pop is like setting up his exit plan and making Timmy the the head coach. You think there's any stock in that? And if so, will Timmy become a a good coach? Like, can you see Tim Duncan as a head coach? I can't see Tim Duncan as anything other than an extra tall Arrow Pastel model. But um, there could be validity to that. Pop loves Tim like he literally is his blood son. So I could see the nepotism. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Tim always struck me as a guy that was going to, like, retire and just, like, disappear, and we never yeah, see him again yeah. in life. Well, My man has been more be visible gone. in retirement. Yo, he's more visible in retirement than he was when he played, and I don't know how he did that, but, you yeah. um, but he has been. Well, yo, Jim, still trash. I thought your man Tim was going to go hang out with Bison Bailey. Yo. Yo. Um, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Duncan, man, because I think that he's one of these guys that um is kind of being written out of history. No one talks about him outside of Spurs fans. Um, no, that's because of that last six seasons. Because of that last six seasons, you'd be slandering – Spurs fans with because he didn't do shit for six years. I think it's because my man wear um size fifty eight waist cross color jeans. Maybe that's why. I mean, I don't know. I um, <laughs> my man's an old navy model. Yo, his sartorial game is negative twelve. Like, you know, um, I, I say that about Timmy. Uh, listen, man, though, this has been an amazing show, man. Shout out to everybody. Uh, who actually called in, man, because we got a lot of calls. Some we couldn't get to because it's time for us to get out of here. Um, Neil, I'm sorry. Y'all held it down in the chat room. You and Scott, he was always. The group chat is popping. Shout out to Tobias for um, proving he don't hang with Kyrie. Casey Mack with all the actual factuals. You know what I'm saying? Nodge calling in with the uh, the fire call, proving y'all wrong, y'all slandering Cam. But um, Never. Thank all of y'all for joining for this briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody, man. We appreciate all the support that we have gotten over this last decade, man. We appreciate all of it. Tune in next week live right here on demand as we catch up on everything happening around the world of sports. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your start of next week. We'll see you right back here next time. Remember, if you're in the Philly area, come check me out this Sunday. I'll be with the Street Line talking mad trash because that's what we do. I'm right on South Street at the Philly Pod. It's like a, a whole festival for a podcast out of the Philly area, so I'll be holding it down for the war room. Um, you know, so come through and check me out. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts. Everything can be found at Hub. That's warroomsports.com. Also, pick up my book, Sports the Book. You can get it at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we shall see you chumps on top. Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this. Shout out 
www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.